Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Awesome. Well, here comes your favorite pastor, your favorite lead pastor, one of them anyway. Pastor Caleb Wilson. <laughs> hey, thanks. How are you guys today? Good, good. Okay, can you guys stand up and stretch a little bit? Give me a stretch. Got to wake up. I know some of you guys are tired. You're, you're churching all weekend. And so you got to give me a little stretch. You know who you are. <laughs> no, it's good, though. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> so today we're going to continue talking about grace. And you're probably like, what the heck is there to talk about, right? That's me every week. <laughs> and it, it, is, uh, it is all connected, right? And so that's really important to know that all of this connected. Have you, do you ever feel like um, when you start reading the word, you like start connecting little pieces and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like I do that a lot. I'm like, well, because this connects to this and this connects to this. And, and I think that's incredible. Do you guys not think that's incredible? Like how did God, <laughs> obviously God's amazing because he's God, but he did that. Like I don't think we could do that if we, as just as humans, that would take, we couldn't do it. Couldn't connect all of those things. There's so many facets. There's so many revelations in this word of God. So many good things here, not hidden from us, hidden for us, but they're there for us to find out. We just have to dig, right? You have to get into the word and to... Uh, to his presence and to uh, have a relationship with him. So uh, first week, I'm just going to recap for you guys if you weren't here. First week, we talked about, um, we're, we're talking about grace. That's our, that's our Bible basic for this, uh, this season. But we talked about it's not, I'm not saved because, or I'm not given salvation or healing or deliverance because I'm good. I was good or I am good. Or I will be good, but because I'm yours, I'm his. Is that good? Yeah. All right, I gotta hear. I gotta hear you talk because if you don't talk, I don't think you really got it. Because if you really get it, it's exciting, right? It is exciting. So then we talked about that we're righteous by our position, by our not by my performance, but my position with Christ, which we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, right? And that's incredible to think of. If you stop and think, what is righteousness? It's right standing with God. And God is God. That, how, 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 how could we ever be right with God? Except that we, he made us right with him through his son, right? So when we believe in Jesus, righteousness is put into our account and we are made right with God. When we believe on Jesus, not with our head, just with our head, but with our heart, and thus with our heart, it's going to turn into um, with our actions and our obedience, right? Because 
whenever he has our heart, then he is able to change our habits, right? It's not like you, you don't expect somebody to, to change their habits before their heart changes, right? What, that, that's just all works, right? That's just works. So we don't want to do that, right? So don't, don't try to change your habits before your heart changes for the Lord. So this, 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 this is a little tip for you. <laughs> grace, and then we talked last week about grace being the anchor for our soul. And our soul is our mind, our wills, and our emotions. And so no matter what we go through, this year has been a year. I know we're tired of talking about it. It's going to be over soon. <laughs> but this year has been a, a, a year. I saw a meme that said something like, um, in, a, in a few years, people are going to be saying, using 2020 as like something bad. Like, oh, that's so 2020. <laughs> like, like something bad happens. Oh, it just feels like 2020 all over again, you know? <laughs> so, but we, God is the God of redemption. He is good throughout this year, is he not? And so he is, his grace is anchoring our soul. If you're a Christian and you're feeling any kind of, fear or anxiety about the future, about the election, let's be honest, any of that, that's not from God. God is, he's good, and he's on the throne, just like we sang, all hail King Jesus, right? And it's about him. It's not about us or what we think should happen. (laughs) Although we can pray and we can have opinions, but God ultimately should be our, our guide, right? I'm just going to throw that out there, too. And last week, we also talked about that Jesus is our high priest of a better covenant with better promises. The priest had to go sitting, uh, standing all day, giving sacrifices for the sins of all the people. But Jesus paid one sacrifice himself for sins forever, and he sat down at the right hand of God, and it is finished. And we are sitting with him at the right hand of God, right? And that's incredible. Okay, so today we're going to start and talk about that we are saved. I know that it feels like we've talked about that already. (laughs) But we are saved. And I don't know, I mean, I was homeschooled, but that means I'm still smart, you guys. Saved, I'm pretty sure, is past tense, right? So we've been saved, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about today. You just, just hold, hang on to that. Go to Romans 10, 13. I'll turn to, I have a Bible. All right, 10, 13. And Romans 10, oh, look. Look at me. For whoever, 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 that's people you don't like. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's people who did you wrong. That's sad. I mean, I mean, it's sad for us. We that we were a little. We probably get up a little upset about that at first. They're like, if if you do, you probably should check your heart. You know. That's people who voted for Trump. (laughs) That's people who voted for Biden. That's a drug addict. That's an abusive family member. That's an alcoholic family member. Whoever. This is good news for us, though, right? (laughs) Who 
whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the gospel, this is the gospel. Gospel is good news, right? And so this is good news. I know it might not, you might, your first thought might be, ooh, whoever. And you don't think about those people that you don't really, you, you're mad at or you have unforgiveness towards, which you probably need to deal with that, just a side note. But, but it's whoever. And that's good news for you because we've all fallen short. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so this is good news, whoever. God in his amazing grace has saved us all, but we also have a part to play. We have to believe, right? All right, and so Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, if you're just taking notes, you write down the scriptures and you can go back later and read them and study them. It says, we are saved by grace through faith. For by grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And so that is good news. So God is doing the saving, right? But you've got to put your face in him. It's not you doing the saving. You can't save yourself. You absolutely cannot save yourself. And so faith in him allows you to receive the grace of God. You've been saved by grace through faith. So if that faith in Jesus Christ, not just here, because you might know that Jesus is uh, the son of God, but it says even the devil knows that now. <laughs> we tricked him first. But <laughs> the devil knows And so it has to become a heart thing, right? That's what we're talking about today. You've been saved. So faith in him allows you to receive the grace of God. And what is the grace of God? Does anybody know? You guys? It's, (laughs) yes, unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor of God. Write it down so you can remember it. Unearned, unmerited, undeserved, doesn't matter which order, favor and kindness of God. Unearned, undeserved, unmerited kindness and favor of God. And you guys, that's good. I mean, we could just release church right now and like (laughs) just sit in that. (laughs) The unmerited, undeserved, Unearned favor of God, favoring kindness of God. I like kindness. I like that word. God is so kind, so good. So today we're going to talk about that we've been saved, which is past tense. And so in the Greek, saved in the Greek, which Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the saved in the Greek is sozo, which people, you might know of, of a class called Sozo. (laughs) And Sozo is to save, to keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction, to save a suffering one from perishing, to preserve one, to deliver from the penalties of judgment, to make one whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you know, I think that's where that comes from, the Sozo class. They want to make they want to help you get whole spirit, soul, and body. But that's what it is. We've been saved. That's the word, saved, to make one whole spirit, soul, and body. And go to uh, Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin 
is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. (laughs) And how many times do we think, and I think I actually heard somebody say this. Um, people need to, uh, people need to, preachers need to preach more about sin. And we talked last week about how focusing on sin ha- made all those kids want to do it, right? If you have a sin consciousness and you're focused on that sin constantly and you're thinking about what do I not do, that ends up, you end up doing it because you're focused on that. And your thoughts are very, very important. Your thoughts are critical to your life. We talked about that last week, taking your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Your thoughts are critical to your life. So if you're having thoughts that are like, you know are not of the Lord, they're shame, they're um, depression, they're suicide, those are not of the Lord He has good plans for you. That's the graduation verse, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. (laughs) But he does. He has good plans for you. He planned in advance your life. He didn't plan all the, the bad things that happened to you on the road, on this road that we've called life. That's not he he has plans for good. For your good. All right, I'm just I'm just saying. But I, I, I remember somebody recently just told me, preachers need to preach about more sin. Like, like, when you sin, the wages of sin is death. You know, we, we, need, we need to make sure people know because if we just grace, grace, grace them, then they're not going to stop sinning. <laughs> but I think that once you get a change here, I know that once you get a change here, then your habits change and your heart changes. And no matter what, you're always going to, once you know that you've been saved, past tense, you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That when you mess up, that all you have to do is go to him. You're covered. You're covered. I, I, I think about um, parenting a lot now that I'm a parent. <laughs> And um, I saw something online somewhere talking about this girl was at uh, this one of, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Like a teenage girl was at a party. And she was like, oh, I shouldn't be here anymore. I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. And she, she just wrote about her experience and how she just called her mom right away and was able to say, hey, I'm at this party. I need help. I need to, I need to get out of here. And her mom, gave, basically the parent was like, hey, no matter what, I, I'm never, if my kids call me in a situation like that, I'm not going to be angry that they are in that situation because most kids are scared to call their parents in a situation like that, right? They're like, uh-oh, my mom's going to, I'm here. There's alcohol. There's stuff going on. She's going to be so mad. I can't call her. But this, is, this, this story was like a picture of the Lord. Like, he wants us to call him when we're stuck in that situation or when we mess up or when we're in a place that is not right. <laughs> he wants us to call on him 
so that he can rescue us from that situation and he can keep us safe and he can put us back in the safe place and on the on the road like his grace is there you just have to receive it right you have to call him and so I just thought that was a really interesting um because I probably would have been scared to call my parents too I feel like but I think I would have we had a pretty good relationship for the most part you know and so if there was a need but I feel like God God is just so good He's so good that when we mess up, we can just go to him, go straight to him and say, like, Lord, I messed up. I'm in this situation. I don't know how I got here. (laughs) But, Lord, you are so good. But if we are so scared because of our past, because of we're still living in shame from our past or we're still living in shame from our present, we're not going to, I don't feel like we're going to be able to go to him as easily. And we might get there eventually. (laughs) So when you sell something to someone, do you start with like the negative part? Uh, If you guys are in sales, anybody in sales or like customer service? Any like, yes, Mr. Doug. If you're in sales, do you start with like, wow, this is what could happen to you if you don't buy my product? <laughs> is that how you start? No, generally not. <laughs> Unless you see something real bad, right? <laughs> so I sometimes wish that this could kind of flip around, right? And say like, hey, God has given us a free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. And he's He's given us uh, healing, deliverance, provision. All of these things are available, and they're free, and you can just receive them. His grace is covering you. And the reason why this is so important is because the wages of sin is death, and we all have sin, right? But people are like, no, the wages of sin is death, and then they stop there. But the gift of God, the free gift of God is eternal life. Man, he loves us. And you guys might think, like, I already know this. I'm saved. (laughs) But if this doesn't get you excited, if this doesn't prompt something here, then there's something wrong. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying there's something wrong. You've got to, you're in a place of apathy, maybe. This needs to get you excited because he's so good. And he's saved us. All right, so... Write this down. Number one, I only have one point, so I'm just numbering it one so you'll know. (laughs) Number one and the only one. You can put the only one. (laughs) Salvation is eternal. Past, present, future. So I feel like we think of salvation a lot of times as from this point on, I am saved until the future, you know. Um, So like when I get saved... From that point on, I am saved, right? Here's my point. And even, I mean, sometimes people celebrate, and that's great. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, because that's, the, that's when you met the Lord. That's amazing. But he cleanses us. He washes us from our past. And the reason why this is so incredible is that God is eternal, and he stands outside of time. Whenever Moses was supposed to go and talk to Pharaoh. He said, who should, should, (laughs) he probably did stutter. (laughs) Should I say sent me? (laughs) He said, I am. 
that I am. He couldn't say I am anything else but that I am because he had been eternal. He is eternal. We don't like, we can't, it's hard to think about that for us because we have a beginning, we have an end, we see babies born, we see people die. It's, it's hard to think about no beginning, no end. How? Y- y'all have a list of things like uh, that you want to ask God when you get to heaven? I know Tootie does. She's told me before. She want to talk to people up there like, hey, hey, what happened here? <laughs> she said the first thing she's going to ask Eve, like, what happened? But he is that he is. He is. And so he stands out at a, at a t- outside of time. But many times in our lives, we don't live our life as if he's washed us and cleans, cleansed us from the past. And, and not just covered us, like we talked about last week, but cleansed us, washed it away. And so many people say, I mean, we talk about this, and sometimes I think we just get into, like, religion and, like, religious sayings and stuff. So they're like, um, and, and I believe, I mean some of it, <laughs> like not looking to the past, but looking ahead. Okay, but he's washed that past. It's gone. It's not there anymore. There's, no, there's not even a reason to look. That's why you're not looking. Not because it's bad and you should just keep looking forward and keep going forward, but because it's not there. There's no point to look back. There's no point because there's nothing there. If you're looking back, God's like, what you looking at? <laughs> there's nothing there. I don't remember it, so why should you? God is so good in that he does this thing where he's like, hey, I forgot about that. But why? So why are you looking back? He's like, hey, I have this plan for you. I have this this journey for you. Come on, like, let's go together. And you're like looking back at the past like, hey, do you see that thing that happened to me? He's like, no, that's what? (laughs) That's gone. He doesn't remember it. He, He washed it. And this includes things that people did to you. He's washed it. So if you're living in a place that you're still hurting from what people have done to you, he's washed it. You're a new creation. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's, he wants you to be saved, sozo, whole, spirit, soul, and body. And how many of us can say we are whole? How many times do we say, oh, well, that thing from the past is still bothering me in the future, in this place. That thing from 20 years ago, that has set me back this whole time. How many times do we blame it on that? And it's okay to be aware that things have, have you know, it's good to know. So then you can get rid of it because he washed it away. And he wants you to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. It's good, you guys. It's good. I'm going to show you where he says, I am. It's a lot in Revelation. So Revelation 1-4, maybe Carrie can just pull it up. To the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne. (laughs) 1-8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Uh, 4 8. 
The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. They do not rest day or night. This is, this is what we're singing in heaven, so you might just want to, you know, go ahead and memorize it. Uh, so you don't have to look at the screens. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 11-7. <laughs> when they finish their testimony, the beast that descends out of the bottom of his foot will make work. What did I say? Where is this? <laughs> I, I'm terrible. My mom did this all the time. I don't know where it went. Uh, 16.5. Do you have 16.5? <laughs> and I heard the angel of the water saying, you are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. And then go to Hebrews 13.8. Christ Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he is the God who is, who was, and who is to come. He will not change. He is immutable. He will not change. He is good. And in this word, it talks about all of, uh, this is a heavy Bible, sorry. <laughs> in all of the goodness of God. He talks about all these things that we're talking about, that he forgets. Your sin is as far from the east to the west. It's not here anymore. It's covered. Now, it's not even covered. It's cleansed. We, see, we just get into this religious thing where we're like, oh, his blood has covered me. Yes, but his blood has cleansed you. It's cleansed you. The blood of animals covered them. The blood of Jesus cleanses us, and it's not there anymore. Okay? All right? That's good. See, some people are getting it. There's, I hear it. It's coming. <laughs> 1 John 2.25, and this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. And what is eternal life? Eternal life is not just in heaven. Honestly, God has purpose for us. It's not just to hang out in heaven all the time for the rest of eternity. He's got plans. He's God. He has eternal life, though, and salvation is eternal. And that's past, that's present, that's future. And so when he says he's, the promise that he's promised us is eternal life, what's to know him? And he's in your past, he's in your present, he's in your future. John 5, 13. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You have to know that you have eternal life. Not just think I know when we were kids, we were like, had to go down to the altar like seven times, you know, because we we're like, oh, am I saved? Or it was just like really cool to go down to the altar. You're like, yes, yes, I want to go. <laughs> like, I think they're already saved. <laughs> he wants you to know that you have eternal life. If you believe in the Son of God, right? So when you put your faith in Jesus, who is eternal, he is eternal. You're experiencing salvation, past, present, and future. And until you realize this and live your life like this, you're not going to live your best life. Y'all like that caption? Living my best life. If you're living, if your thoughts are out of control and you are not living with this revelation, revealed truth, you're not living your best life. No matter what your Instagram says or your Twitter or your Facebook, how cute your filter is, you're not living your best life if you do not have this revelation. So we're going to look at a picture of salvation. So salvation is past, 
present, future. Can you do the, not that one. Go back. Go back. <laughs> the one with just the one, just the one, two, three. I put them all in there. And they're in order, so you have no excuses. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she said, I'm feeling hot up here. <laughs> Past, he was. Present, he is, right? And future, he is to come. Okay, go to the next one. So past, we have been saved. Present, we are being saved currently. We're working out our salvation, right? (laughs) Future, I will be saved. All right, third one. (laughs) Past, we are saved from the penalty of sin. Present, we're saved from the power of sin over our lives through the Holy Spirit. And future, we're saved from the presence of sin because we are going to be in glorified bodies. We're going to be in heaven. There is no sin. There is no suffering. There is no sadness. The glory of God. Jesus is there. I'm so excited. I love Jesus. (laughs) To be absent from the body, to be present with him. So we're saved in the future from the presence of sin. We've got to get this. We've got to understand that we are Right now, currently, yes. And we will be in the future. But guess what? That past, we have been saved. We have been washed. We have been cleansed. This is past tense, everybody. Going back to school. Past tense. Did you all ever realize that this, these are all past tense? Let me show you some other past tense words. Can you pop that one up there? Um, we've been accepted. <laughs> We've been washed. I like the word washed. I don't know. Justified. Here's one. Redeemed. Forgiven. It's not ED, but it is past tense. Forgiven. He's not actively, he is actively forgiving, but we have been forgiven. And we live under grace, right? And we've been saved. (laughs) So we don't get saved. We don't accept Jesus and the righteousness of God, the right right living with Christ Jesus, we don't accept that and accept his righteousness to just start trying to earn our way to heaven. I'm not saying you shouldn't do good works. We're saved by grace for good works. I like how I was lisping accidentally. (laughs) Saved by grace for good works, but it's not good works that we're saved how we're saved, right? (laughs) We're saved by accepting that righteousness that he has given us. He's believing on Jesus and receiving that into our account. We become a new creature when we're saved, but we can't seem to forget what we did. We're still dealing with habits, hobbies, relationship, people. But, you know, God said, he didn't say, like, you're saved. Now you are completely changed. He said, I changed everything for you. And so now I have your heart. And you, we have a relationship. And so now I can help you. And I'm not saying that the Lord can't change things in a minute. That's not what I'm saying. He obviously, he has, he can, he will. But I'm saying, even though we can't see it, it's changed. Everything's changed for us because he did it. Not because we earned it, because we stopped cussing. 
or we stopped, you know, being in that bad relationship, or we stopped stealing, or whatever it is that you, you stop drinking and being drunk. It doesn't matter. That's not, that's not how we earn it. We don't earn it. It's a free gift, a free gift of God. So you have to accept that. You have to accept that right where you are, whether you've been an amazing Christian your whole life, never cussed, or if you've been worldly your whole life, you're in the same place. When you accept Jesus, he's washed it. He's washed it. So when we receive a good gift, how many of you guys feel like this? When you guys get a really good gift, or like, what if somebody gave you a car? Like, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. No, no, I can't take it. I can't take it. No, 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 no. I can't take it. This is too much. This is too much. No, 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 no. But then you're finally like, they're like, no, you need to take it. Like, this is a free gift. I want to give this to you. I love you. I think you're amazing. Like, like, no, you don't deserve it, but that's not what this is about. It's because my love for you, right? But then, you're, but then you still are like, okay, okay, but, but, but like, if you ever need anything, I'm here. I'm, I, I got you. You know, like, I'm here. Like, I'll do anything. <laughs> don't we feel obligated to, like, pay somebody back or be there or do extra for those, that person? You're like, oh, they did something huge for me. And I'm not saying you shouldn't want to serve God. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that he, he didn't do it. So you'd feel an obligation. He did it so your heart would change, so you'd have intimacy with him, so you'd have partnership with him, so you could do good works with him, partnering with him. Not out of a dead work or just out of an obligation or out of anything, but we don't have to do anything to earn it. We don't have to pay him back. Isn't that good news? We couldn't. We'd be dead in sin. We couldn't do it. We can't pay, we can't pay him back. So good. God sees you. This is, I actually preached on this, I feel like, a few years ago. He sees you how you were created to be, not how you are or how you see you. You end up seeing yourself, like, as, as a collection of your thoughts and your actions. And God sees you how he created you to be. He sees you that way. And if we could just for a glimpse, you know, sometimes I, I get this, sometimes I just get this glimpse, this little piece of like this person that I feel like God is showing me, like you should be this or you're going to be this. And you know what, what I do with it? Sometimes I'm like, wow, okay, how do I do that? You know, how do I get there? But then some other times I'm like, man, I don't think I'm ever going to get there. I don't think, I'm, I'm just not, that's not going to be me. I'm just, you know, we put ourselves down. God does not see us how we see us. He does not see us in this way that is just, wow, gosh, what did you do yesterday? Oh, you did nothing? You watched Netflix all day? Like he does, he's not like this disappointed person who, <laughs> I just can't stress it enough to you that he loves you and he sees think of the like the best person the most encouraging person you can think of like the most amazing person who you can think of that like just like champions you and like your calling and this like talks how great you are and you're like oh my gosh it's no no it's not me God is way more than that 
Think of that person, how great that is. He's more than that, much, much more. He sees you because he designed you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He made good plans for you. Your life is not your own. He bought you with a price. You have to accept that, though. You can live your own way. You can do what you want to do. You have to stop looking at the past. Stop looking at the obstacles in front of you. Stop looking at where you're at right now and how awful it is. Look at him. Look up. Even though you may mess up, might mess up, when you accept Jesus, you can just stand in his presence because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. There's no shame in him. There's no condemnation in him. When you mess up, you can come to church the next day, the next moment. It doesn't matter. He still loves you. He still covers you. Can you put that slide back up there with all the, the words? You know, another word I, I'm reminded of is finished. <laughs> it's finished. He's covered us. And God is not calling you these things in the future. He's not telling you that these things are going to be you when you get your life together. When you start getting it all right and not screwing up every day. He's calling you these things now. If, you, if you've accepted him, he's calling you these things now. Well, you don't know what I did. You don't know what happened to me. But God knows. God knows what happened. God knows what you've done. And he didn't send his son so you could act like it didn't happen. He sent Jesus to tell you, yeah, it happened, but I washed you. I cleansed you. You're free of those things that used to keep you enslaved in bondage. Those people that hurt you, those hurts, I washed you. You're free. You don't have to stay in that place. And I don't care if you mess up every week. Come back. The anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing changes everything. The presence of God, the community of God, the body of believers can change everything for you. All you have to do is keep trying. Keep working. Not for your salvation, but just in partnership with him. It's not about trying to earn it, but it is about working with him. He's so good. He's already done it. All you have to do is receive it. Can you guys come up, somebody in the worship team? That good old worship team we got? That good old worship team? You don't just start being better. You get saved. 
It's not a works thing. You're not like, okay, today I'm gonna start being better. I'm gonna not cuss. I'm not. I'm not gonna smoke. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, call that person. I'm not gonna answer the phone. I'm not gonna. Whatever it is that you struggle with. He didn't come to do a half work. He came to do a whole work, and he did it. And he sat down because it's finished. It's finished. You've just got to believe it. You've got to believe on him. So Ephesians 1, 3 through 6, this is some more past tense words. Can, can I get a? <laughs> it's okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, blessed is past tense, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, every spiritual blessing, dang. Just as he chose us in him, this is past tense, before, this is real past tense, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. But how are we going to be holy and without blame? We're not, not without him, right? Having predestined us, which just means he got plans for us, to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. All those past, did y'all realize that the, the Bible was all these past tense stuff? <laughs> Ephesians 1.11, let's go there. In him we have obtained, that's another past tense, an inheritance. If you could obtain an inheritance, y'all ever seen those movies where they're like, hey, they get a letter and they're like, You've won, you have an inheritance waiting and everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. You've obtained an inheritance. You've already obtained, if you believe in Christ, you've obtained an inheritance of the Most High God. That's the biggest inheritance you could ever figure out. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Keep going. I think there's more. That he, we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him who you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed, sealed is past tense too, with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. That's us. We're the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So we were bought with a price. We are the purchased possession. And the Holy Spirit... As we are sealed with that guarantee, the Holy Spirit, who is our guarantee of our inheritance. He's guaranteeing our inheritance. He loves us so much. Do you see all of this? I just always go back to his love. It's so, so, so big. Yes, the wages of sin is death, but he took care of sin. All we have to do is believe. I just keep going back to his love. Everything he does is for us. He loves us. He made us so we could be a family together. So we could be a family. And then we screwed that up. <laughs> and then he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. So we, he could reconcile his family back to himself. But you can choose whether or not you want to be his, his, in his family. You can choose to accept him or not. You don't have to. It's free will. You don't have to do none of that. You can live your life how you want to live your life. You know what repentance is? It sounds like a big old church word, right? Repentance. And sometimes people think, oh, it's just saying, I'm sorry. 
you know, we could be sorry about a lot of things, but nothing really means anything unless you turn. And that's what repentance is, turning. So as most of us are adults, I think we're all adults, most of us. (laughs) When you do something wrong, you just repent. So you're just like, dang, that was terrible. (laughs) That did not work. I'm just going to turn. That's all God is asking you to do. Turn and go back to him. Say, Lord, help me with this. I messed up. Just turn. But sometimes we just like to sit and wallow in it. Like, oh, I messed up. Oh, what did I do this time? God doesn't. He doesn't. Like my mom said, that's a waste of time. (laughs) You realize that you did wrong. All you have to do is turn. And he's right there waiting for that call. No matter where you're at, he will come pick you up. (laughs) And he loves you. So what do you do with this information now? This information about salvation, that we've been saved, we've been justified, we've been washed, we've been covered, we've been cleansed, not covered, cleansed. See, you have to to correct yourself. (laughs) Let's go to Luke 15. Right here, Luke 15, 4 through 10. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. So what do you do when you find what you're looking for? When you find freedom, salvation, deliverance, repent, you know, uh, the cleansing of your sins, of your past, you rejoice. It says right there, we rejoice. (laughs) And so if we're not rejoicing during our time of worship, is it because we're still looking for something for our favor with God? We're still looking for, we still feel shame. We still feel like we have to earn something. No, we must rejoice and stop looking for it. We even have this saying like, oh, I know it'll be in the last place that I looked. (laughs) Well, yes, (laughs) because (laughs) there it is. (laughs) Jesus, he's already done it. He sat down. It's yours. There's no more looking for it. You don't have to look for it. You can rejoice. You can be excited. You can have a life filled with joy and peace because he's already done it. You know, anybody Anybody know, um, anybody ever had a landlord? Yes, no, yes. Anybody had a landlord? Or like the rental office of your, you know, that's basically a landlord, like your rental, your apartment manager. <laughs> they have rules. They have some regulations. They, they give you notices whenever they need to do something, update something, when you need to drip your faucets because it's going to freeze, whatever it is. But, you know, they're responsible if anything breaks or anything happens, right? And a lot of us, 
haven't tied the two together, Lord and Savior. He's just been our Savior. We've just been trying to live our life, or we just know him. Oh, like, he is Lord and Savior. We just know that in our mind, right? But whenever you have him as your Lord, you're not responsible for the stuff that breaks anymore. He will fix it. When you're your Lord, you're responsible for it. You have to fix it. You're by yourself. You're on your own. But when he's your Lord, he's there. He's promised. He has so many promises about salvation. If you found it, that grace, when you believed, and not just believing in your mind, oh yeah, Jesus is Lord, or Jesus is Savior, but believing in your heart, and you've trusted him, then you're saved. But if you haven't found it, and you just believe, you know, Jesus is Savior, yeah, I mean, I believe that, but you've gotta confess that he is your Lord. Sometimes I think we forget that part. (laughs) Confess with your mouth that he is your Lord. So you're not saved by just your works, what you've been doing, how great you've been, just being a good person. You're saved because he made that sacrifice on the cross for you. And you have to not only know that, but believe it here in your heart. And that causes change. If you're still, and, and whenever that changes, you're not going to start, you're not going to live for yourself anymore. You're going to, you're not going to be the boss of your own life. You're not going to still be in charge. You're going to let him be in charge to the best of your ability. You're going to let him, you're going to go, turn and go the other way. But if you just say, hey, Lord, fix me. I really need to be fixed, but then go out and never give him another thought. I want all of you to be with the Lord after you pass. I, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord, and I want to be present with him. And I want to hear a good and faithful servant. I want to hear that. And there's no condemnation in this. But if you've only said, oh, Jesus is Lord here, and you've never said it here, You can make that decision today to make him Lord of your life. If my prayer team will come up, they're going to be here for whatever you need. If you want to say, Lord, I want to be saved. I want all of those things. And not just here, but here. I want to receive you. In the kids' version, ask Jesus into your heart, right? And the heart has to do with that. It has to be involved. Jesus came so that we could have direct access to the one who can fix it all. He can be your Lord and Savior. He can be responsible for your life. But you got to let him. You got to put your faith and trust in Jesus at a heart level. At a heart level, not just at a head level. You got to know that all of these things I said today are true. And you got to believe and then it's accounted to you for righteousness. 
and you have attained an, 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 an inheritance, obtained an inheritance. You've been saved, justified, redeemed. You've been cleansed. There's a song that I really like. Um, and I don't know that I knew why I liked it, but I thought of it today. And it's, it's called Future Past, and it's by John Mark McMillan, if anybody's heard of him. But it says, you hold the reins on the sun and the moon like horses driven by kings. You cover the mountains, the valleys below with the breath of your mighty wings. All treasures of wisdom and things to be known are hidden inside your hand. And in this fortunate turn of events, you ask me to be your friend. And you are my first. You are my last. <laughs> you are my future and my past. You know why he can sing that? <laughs> because salvation is eternal. And he is our past. Once we accept him and we receive him, he's our past. He's our future. We don't have that, that junk anymore. He's our past. How good is that to know that you don't have to live with that? He's our future and our past. He's covered it all. He's not just covered, he's cleansed it all. And we are right with him when we accept him. So why don't you guys stand up? And if anyone wants to come up for prayer, it doesn't matter what you want to come up for prayer for, healing, uh, deliverance, salvation, whatever it is, these prayer partners are here. They're here to help you, to pray with you. Whatever you need, we are here. We're a family. We're a body. And we love you guys. We love you guys a lot. Y'all go ahead. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Precious blood of Jesus. 
Come on, aren't you thankful for the grace of God this morning? Andrew, can we sing that bridge just one more time? Oh, come to the Savior. Isn't he wonderful? Come on, pour it out to him this morning. Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before Him, for He is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen, yes He is. What a Savior. What a Savior. I'm so captivated by the grace of God. Even the chorus of the song testifies to the fact when it talks about coming to the altar, that Hebrews says that the altar is that place of grace. How many of you guys are thankful for God's grace in here? Come on, we're saved by grace. That's worth, that's worth shouting about. That's worth singing about. That's worth crying about. It's worth living for because Know it or not, remember it or not, every single day, He chose us. And it's not an accident that we're on stage. It's not an accident that you're here. It's not an accident that, that we're doing this. He set this up. 
He set this up, and it's such a privilege and honor to be be here and, and doing this together. And I'm just I'm just so thankful this morning to have the opportunity to to do family and be family. Um, if you would, for all my uh, First timers that are in the room, will you wave your hand at me? Uh, if this is your first time this morning, y'all make some noise for our first timers. Hey, we're so glad that you're here. Um, if you would really quickly pull out your phone, if this is your first time, I need you to do something really simple. Um, it's going to take a lot of time. I just need you to text this number 409 228 0897, and you're just going to text new here to that number. And this is going to give us an opportunity to. Uh, be connected with you, if you will, and um, really just kind of like an outstretching of our arm, if you will, a, a handshake almost, an invitation to say, hey, welcome. We're so glad that you're here because no matter where you are, we believe that as the body of Christ, we're family. And so it doesn't matter if you're you're near or far or if you're, uh, you know, just visiting or, you know, you're looking for a new church home that we're, we're always open because there's always room for one more. Um, and so you should uh, get a text message right back after you text new here to that number. And if you'll just leave that up on the screen there for me. I, I do want to really invite and encourage each and every single one of you here to really pursue this study of grace, right? Grace is, we're learning that grace is very needed. Amen. Come on. So um, we have the very best teacher in Southeast Texas. I'm a little biased, uh, but my uh, father-in-law, he's, he's become like a dad to me. Pastor Howard Cameron, who's our founding pastor, teaches a midweek Zoom group. How many of you guys like the, the accessibility, the convenience, the, the, the even, uh, is comfortability a word? I don't think so. But anyways, you can like show up with a top and whatever else down below. <laughs> or you don't even have to show your face, but you can talk. So I'm, I thank God for Zoom because uh, it's made my life so much simpler. Um, well, it wasn't at first, but I like it now. <laughs> Anyways, so make sure you do connect with us on Facebook to find out more about uh, more information about our Zoom group to steady grace more. Tell your neighbor you need grace. James uh, uh, 4.6 says that he gives more grace. Come on, somebody say more grace to the humble. That's a key word. So let's go. Love God, love people, and lead well. You guys are dismissed, and I hope to see you next week. God bless you guys.